welcome to the Rich Thoughts Podcast, where our goal is to glorify God and terrify the devil. Get ready. It's going to be a great journey. Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold Herring, and that's my fine wife, Beth. And on this marvelous Monday, mm. we're going to talk about the only real ghost is the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. <laughs> You know, it's almost impossible, honey, to drive through any neighborhood without seeing sheets stained of cotton or blood or any accessories Junk. hanging from a tree, dangling in front of our own houses, mm -hmm. trying to create a ghostly Halloween scene. So today we're going to talk about ghosts, not the Hollywood kind, but the scriptural kind. Amen. First, beware of the ghosts from your past. These aren't the kind of ghosts that go boo in the night. They represent some past sin, which the enemy is bringing to your remembrance, because he wants to keep you scared about what was, so you're not focused on what can be. Mm. The ghosts of your past can present themselves in various forms, and yes, they're spooky, not because of how they look, but rather how, they, how you react to them. Never let anyone or anything from your past steal your future. That's right. It's not God's intent for us to be haunted by memories of the past. No matter how inhumane, degrading, sickening, or horrible your, your sins of the past were, God forgives them all. If you were haunted by the memories of forgotten past sins, the battle's being played out in our minds, your mind, by the enemy of your destiny. We've had people say to us, I know God has forgiven me, but my past sins are just so great, I can't forgive myself. Well, I got great news for you. God forgives you, and that's what counts. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's kind of put this in perspective. Second, he forgot them, and so should you. Isaiah 43.25, Isaiah 43.25, Classic Amplified Bible says, I, even I, am he who blots out and cancels your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sin. The Message Bible translation of Isaiah 43:25 says it this way, but I, yes, I am the one who takes care of your sins. That's what I do. I don't keep a list of your sins. Hallelujah for that. How can God bring out your past sins if he doesn't even remember them? Or even keep a list. That's true. Hebrews 10, 17. 10, 17, Classic Amplified says, And their sins and their lawless acts I will remember no more, no longer holding their sins against them. There you go. Enough said. All right. Third, faith is the greatest weapon against superstition. Sadly, there are a lot of Christians who faithfully attend church and believe in God who also believe in ghosts. Matthew 14, 25 through 27. Matthew 14, 25, 27, New International Version. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. 
Jesus did not believe in ghosts. He knew the truth. But his superstitious apostles had evidently, evidently bought into some kind of folktale about ghosts. When they encountered something they couldn't understand, they immediately assumed it was a ghost. Luke 24, 37-39. Luke 24, 37-39, International Version. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, Why are you troubled? Why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I, myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see I have. Fourth, <clears throat> the walking dead is fiction, not fact. Can the dead haunt houses? Well, Job 7, 9 through 10. Job 7, 9 through 10 in the new King James Version says, As the cloud disappears and vanishes, so is he who goes down to the grave, does not come up. He shall never return to his house, nor shall his place know him any more. Can the dead come back and communicate with the living? Ecclesiastes 9, 5 and 6. Ecclesiastes 9, 5 and 6 in the New King James Version says, For the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing, and they have no more reward. For the memory of them is forgotten. Also their love, their hatred, and their envy have now perished, never more will they have a share in anything done under the sun. You know, demons can hide out and make things happen, but it isn't the dead people who are doing it. And and demons, people say, well, I don't believe in demons. Read read the, the scriptures. Yeah. The point of it is, is, it says in the scripture, it's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and the way that, anyway, they didn't go away. But it's not dead people haunting people. But you got power. It, oh, absolutely, over all of it. If people die without closure or unfinished business, do they become ghosts and hang around and haunt places and people they knew in life? Psalm 146.4, Psalm 146.4, English Standard Version. When his breath departs, he returns to the earth. On that very day, his plans perish. The point of it is, is you know, you can take a brief look at Halloween and what it... <laughs> People think it's harmless, but it's really not because it's really stirring up things that are demonic in forces. And demonic people know what other people have done and can make it look like they are the ones doing it. Yep, so true. We're going to take a brief look at Halloween and how it came about. And really, as you said, honey, whether or not it's harmless, because hmm. it's not. Fifth, be different than them. Question, is it right to send our children out as demons, devils, zombies, ghosts, and vampires on Halloween? It should be obvious from a Christian perspective that many modern practices of Halloween and Days of the Dead have evil intent. 1 Corinthians 10.20, 1 Corinthians 10.20, Message Bible. I don't want you to become part of something that reduces you to less than yourself. And you can't have it both ways. Banqueted, banqueting with the master one day and slumming with demons the next. Wow. Besides, the master won't put up with it. Hallelujah. There's also been considerable paganism that's been associated with Halloween over the years. Even, even evil acts such as vandalism, fires, destructive pranks, pretending people are 
something they're not, by dressing up, and particularly by the glorification of sensuality, death, and demons. This is all in strong opposition to the fruit of the Spirit. Amen, that's true. So a word of caution must be given to Christians who promote some of the questionable modern practices of Halloween. If anything, an alternative in opposition to Halloween should be offered by Christians. Psalm 24.1, 24.1, classic amplifier. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness of it, the Lord and those who dwell in it. This verse points out that everything belongs to the Lord. Therefore, there is no reason to let Satan have Halloween. It's not his day in the first place. That's it. Sixth, the customs of Halloween and ghost. The current custom of going door to door to collect treats actually started in Ireland hundreds of years ago. Groups of farmers would go door to door collecting food and materials for the village feast and bonfire. Those who gave were promised prosperity. Those who did not receive threats of bad luck. With an influx of Irish Catholic immigrants to the United States in the 1800s, the custom of trick-or-treating came with them. Do you have a carved pumpkin on your front porch? If so, you can, well, thank the Irish again for that passing that tradition down through the years that they've been here. Actually, the custom became began with a turnip. <laughs> there you go. Turn things around. People would hollow out the turnips and place lighted candles inside to scare off the evil spirits. When the Irish came to America, they discovered the pumpkin as a larger substitute for the, for the turnip. And so we now see pumpkins carved instead of turnips for Halloween. You know, here's what I know. Scaring off evil spirits, all you got to do is say in the name of Jesus. Amen. By the authority of the word and through the blood. Yeah, they have no authority. No, they don't. 1019. <clears throat> That's it. Matthew 28:18. Lots of good scriptures. Amen. Seventh, the only ghost that's real is a Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. A few Halloweens back, I came across a photo of a sign in someone's front yard that I really loved. It read, the only ghost that lives here is a Holy Ghost. Amen. We're going to post that picture again today. On our social media pages. We did it three or four days ago. We're going to do it again. Matthew 28, 18. That's what it is. 28, 18. That's and Jesus came. I was quote, uh, well, that's fine. I just said, read Matthew 28, 18. You did. <clears throat> and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All, listen to this, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. So that means the devil has <clears throat> what? No power. None. None. Zip. Matthew 10, 1, 10, 1. And when he had called upon him his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits Amen. to cast them out and heal all matter of sickness and all matter of disease. And there's my other favorite that I just said. Luke 10, 19 says, Behold, I give you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the ability of the enemy, and nothing yes. shall by any means hurt you. Hallelujah. What does nothing mean? That nothing. means absolutely no thing, no thing nothing. Acts 1 8, 1 8, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. 
Acts 2.38. In Acts 2.38, it says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of, the, of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Acts 19.6.19.6. When Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. Listen, the only ghost you need to concern yourself with is the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. He's erased your past and is awaiting your future. He guides us. And that's something you can shout about on October 31st. That's right. And every other day of the year. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah. And that's the key. That's the key. Hallelujah. Keys to freedom. Amen. Think on these things. That's it. And we're not trying to bring under condemnation. No. If your kids want to dress up in Halloween. Dress them up as little saints. That's it. <laughs> little angels. Spread a little. Because that's what they are. That's right. Spread some cheer. Until tomorrow morning at 830 Eastern, God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. Bye-bye.